Right, welcome everybody to Home Equity, a real estate podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I am Nicole Valencia. I'm your Hurrah Public Affairs Coordinator and Staff Liaison for the DEI Committee. And we have a very special guest joining us here today, Holly Mitchell. Holly, how are you? I'm super. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's a Friday. We're here at the Hurrah Studio. So Holly, let's give our listeners a little bit more information about you. When did you become a realtor? I first became a realtor back in 2006, actually, and had a great couple of years. And then life sort of happened. As we all know, the market crashed. I went through some personal challenges. And so I let my license expire, and I went back into the workforce. Then in 2009, my broker, Kimberly Plored, uh, came to visit me at the restaurant that I was working at at the time. And she said, hey, I I need another assistant. And I said, I'm in. When do I start? So I started back with her in October of 2009, and I was her assistant for four years and then in 2012, I got relicensed. Oh, that's amazing. And I haven't looked back. Oh, that's such a great story. I, when you said you started in 2006, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. You went through the 2008 crash. How was that? Was it crazy? <laughs> it was really, it, it was especially scary for me because I'd only been in two years. And so, you know, I hadn't had that many transactions and my last few transactions in 2008 were amazing, and those helped me kind of get through for a while, but then it was sort of like, oh, no, now what? Yeah, I get you. And because of the personal challenges that I was going through, it just wasn't a good time for me, and so I, I, I let it go. Do I regret that? Yes. Okay. If anything ever happens in my life again, <laughs> I will never let go of my real estate license. Well, you know what? That was a lesson. Yes. <laughs> you learned yes. it. And you came back stronger. So that's all that matters. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Holly, when did you first learn about DEI? I mean, you're part of the DEI committee. And I know we all grow up, you know, hearing about equity, inclusion, how to be accepting of others. But when did you first truly learn about DEI? I mean, I feel like probably like you feel, I feel like I've been a part of that my entire life because I've always been one who is friends with everybody and, and, and has believed that everybody, everything should be fair to everyone. Everyone deserves the same opportunities. But really, you know, when I first started to pay attention was, um, when I realized that I had two children that were a part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, that's when I really began to pay attention. I started to pay attention to the committee through Hurrah probably in in 2021. And I knew, I was like, you know, I want to be a part of that. Because once I realized that my children are the amazing humans that they are, I was all in and I mm-hmm. wanted to be a part of anything that I could be to protect them and others like them. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, as a mother, I'm sure all you want for your kids is for them to be happy and safe. And I mean, personally, like you said, I'm, I'm an immigrant woman. And when you start being personally like 
affected by the world, you start looking at things with a closer eye. And I'm sure as a mom, you started to pay attention, you know, the spaces where your kids were accepted and how that was received. So thank you for sharing that for us. I mean, I know it's hard for some people to open up about what they have going on in their personal lives, but I think it's really important to showcase why and why this matters. So the, in 2021, the DEI committee was first established here at yeah. Hurrah. So shout out to Tanya Monroe <laughs> because it truly is crucial. And, you know, now that you have a personal stake on it, do you think DEI matters in this industry? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for so many reasons, but obviously in our industry, homeownership is is what we do and it should be an opportunity for everyone no matter what and so for us as realtors it's our job to make sure that we make that dream come true for everyone yeah it's true holly i mean home ownership is the number one way to create generational wealth and to bridge the wealth gap in this country and everywhere, really. So it's important that everybody has equal access to it. Do you feel like there needs to be more DEI awareness? I do. I feel like a lot of progress has been made, but I also feel like there is so much more that we need to do, in, in my opinion. Our committee, the DEI committee, and the awareness that we bring through education getting out in the communities, celebrating Black History Month, Fair Housing Month, Pride Month, and, and all the different amazing cultures, it's all a way that we will continue to push forward. But it can't just be us. It can't just be the committee. It's got to be our fellow realtors. It's important for them to show up and participate in these events because we need to know our clients. We need to know Absolutely. who they are. And not just our existing clients, but our potential future clients. We need to know everything that we can about them. So I think that's why it is so important to continue and to keep pushing forward. Absolutely. I agree. And you actually touched exactly on what I was going to bring up next, which was, do you think most agents practice DEI principles? And what you say that, you know, not only are agents providing a home for people, but they are also out in the community and they need to know their clients. We live in an area that is very, very diverse. And so I think DEI is is just crucial. And your answer just confirmed that, like, truly you got to know your clients. In my environment, I believe that I see a lot of agents practicing DEI. Okay. But I know that elsewhere, and maybe even in our area, there are instances where it's not. It's not being practiced correctly or handled correctly or however you want to say it. What comes to mind is there was a, a realtor in... I can't remember the exact state, but, you know, he was, how can I say this? He was Is it excluding, excluding a certain yeah. group of people. Yeah, that's okay. a good word. All right. He was excluding a certain group of people from his real estate practice. Okay. And because he was a realtor, that is not allowed. Yeah. And so he ended up having some repercussions and some, I'm not exactly sure the outcome. Yeah. But there were some things. So 
I know that those things are out there still. And so that is why it is so important, especially as realtors, that we continue to educate folks, continue to get out in the community and continue to push forward so that these things don't happen. Absolutely. I agree. It's it's really sad to hear, you know, you hear stories about the lawsuit that happened in Rhode Island and all the redlining. And, you know, you hear statistics from NAR about how certain groups are just behind on home ownership. And it really makes you think about what is being practiced. But I feel like you bring up a really good point, And that is that realtors are held to a higher standard, you know, that we have our code of ethics. And that just, I think it's a great thing because it really not only pushes you to be better, but it holds you to a standard where you know you just have to keep learning about the community around you. So thank you for bringing that up. Sure. And you said you heard about the DEI committee in 2021. I remember seeing you at some of our events in 2022. So thank you for always supporting us. And now you are part of the committee in 2023. Is there anything that you really hope to achieve with the committee or within the committee? I know we have a lot of really great things planned for the year, and I'm super excited about all of that. And and my hope is that we get a lot of participation. Yeah. There's a lot of realtors in our community, a diverse yeah. group of realtors in our community, and I hope that they choose to participate in all of the events that we have planned because that's the only way we're going to learn and that's the only way we're going to move forward if everybody participates and educates themselves and gets to know one another. Absolutely. I think we're we're already doing something great here with starting these conversations because the only way that we truly get to learn about each other is by talking. And, you know, if we get the participation when they get to talk to other members and members that belong to these different communities, then I think it would be really successful. And can I touch on that a little bit? Of course. Go ahead. The conversations are so important, and, and that is something that I have learned through this process with my children is that we have to talk to each other because if we don't, there are assumptions that are made on both parts a lot of times. You know, over the years as I've been going through this, there have been several people that have reached out to me and they have asked me questions. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. I would rather you ask the question than just assume. Absolutely. And then, and then shut down. Absolutely. So these conversations are really important. It's really important to tell stories. Yes. I, I firmly believe that because in telling our stories, you get to hear the truth. Yeah. And you also get to see that it's okay. Like, it's okay. You know, we're, we're okay. We're, we're all just living our lives, yeah. going to work, trying to make money, trying to be happy. And, and it's okay. Yeah. We're all, we're all the same at the end of the day. Yes. So, no, I think you are so right, telling the stories, telling our truth. And I'm sure it made your children feel really appreciated and just heard to, for you to listen to them and like give them that time and that space. I think that's really important, too. That's kind of how I look at our communities. They just want to be heard and they just want to have that time and space. Do you have any more thoughts on that, just like listening to other communities and telling stories? And just every just having an open mind is mm-hmm. so important. And if people could just have an open mind 
and just be respectful yeah. of our differences, I think things would be a lot easier. I agree. I think the respect and the, well, you mentioned earlier, the information part is huge. There are a lot of misconceptions on both sides for a lot of groups. A lot of groups, yes. So having those conversations really does help. What are your hopes for the association in terms of DEI long term? Is there anything that jumps to mind immediately that you're like, wow, I would really love to see this going forward? I think right now, because it's actually my first time, yeah. other than our committees at my office, of actually serving on a committee. So for me right now, I think I just, I really want to see how this year goes. Yeah. But I think it would be the same as what I want right now, is that we just continue to make things bigger and louder and more participation and to a point where people are talking about Hurrah's DEI committee. That's amazing. Do you have any words of advice for, it could be realtors, it could be friends, it could be mothers, anybody that is dealing with a situation like you dealt maybe years ago or anybody that is new to something and they're just trying to learn about it, learn about a community, or just trying to practice DEI more in their personal life and in their career. Any words of advice or encouragement? I think the biggest thing that I have learned through all of this is that I asked for help. I asked for guidance. I sought out those people that I could reach out to to say, hey, I need some help here. I need some guidance. I mean, and that included a therapist. I'm not saying, yeah. well, maybe maybe realtors do need a therapist. Yeah. Well, your job is pretty stressful. So, <laughs> But I mean, just in any, I think in any situation – if you seek out education, whether that's through a peer or or whatever, I think that's the biggest thing is just is, is just don't be afraid to ask for help or guidance. I think that's an amazing advice that everybody should take for their personal life and for their career. So thank you for that. This brings us to our next segment of the program, According To. Holly, did you know that according to the Built Insight, which is a tech journal, Groups formerly seen as minorities may reach majority status by 2044. I did not know that. I know. How crazy is wow. that? Wow. So we are evolving every day, and DEI has to evolve with it. <laughs> yes. Well, Holly, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Are there any last words or parting messages you want to leave us with? I think I just want to say that the reason why I got involved with DEI was because of my children. And I just want to let everyone know, including them, because hopefully they'll listen to this. They have to. Yes. I'm, I'm extremely proud of them. I mean, I, I cannot express that enough. They are two of the most amazing humans that I know in every way. And they are exactly who they are meant to be. And I can't wait to see what their futures hold. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Holly. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in for another episode of Home Equity, a real estate podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Home Equity is hosted by Nicole Valencia and is recorded in the Hurrah Studio at the Hampton Roads Realtors Association and is produced and edited by Mark Harlan. For more information about DEI and the Hampton Roads Realtors Association, 
please visit hrra.com forward slash DEI or click on the link in the show notes below. Can you cut that part out? I will just leave the first one. <laughs> do I have to do it again?